Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and he's got a brain but he doesn't know how to use it. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's... <How> long. <laughs> Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks mm. to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon Ooh. for supporting this show. Yeah. And thanks to you for listening to it Boo. like a monkey. Because <laughs> <laughs> monkeys listen to things, they don't have to yeah. understand them, they still listen, right? Yeah, why don't you um, eat less bananas this week and give us some of that banana money, you cheapskate <laughs> give us monkey. banana money, yeah. monkeys. Yeah. All right, so it's part 12 of The Last Olympian, Ooh. which is a story about a segregated London, wow. segregated between rich in the north and poor in the south where <laughs> I live. Little fantasy of Howard's to get rid of me. Yeah. And um, our main character is called Samuel Fell, and he's working for his brother, Kofinzi, who wants to restore equality, and he knows it's not as difficult as you think. They want us to believe it's complicated, so we <laughs> don't try. But Kofensi knows it's straightforward, it's simple. All it takes is for one man mm-hmm. to get a job. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just one white guy get a job and he can change everything. Mm. It's a little parable for the power um, of being part of the privileged class, isn't it? Even if you're not actually um, in a position of wealth and power yourself, we all we can all change the world just true. a little bit, or true, in some way, true. completely. True. You make it sound really simple, but actually, uh, I, I find that this movie is quite Kafkaesque, isn't it? What with all that filing business uh, that's happened recently, where like where you have to go onto a computer and then it says probably in that in, probably in that filing cabinet. That sounds quite like something Kafka would write. Oh, do you, uh, you <laughs> yeah. read, a lot, read a lot of Kafka? No, I've not read any. No, but I've seen Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, where we are is that uh, Samuel has taken over the life of Mor- uh, Mortimer Sykes. Mm. And the way they did that was uh, Kofensi organised so that he could have his fingertips cut off and replace uh, Mortimer Sykes' fingertips put, um, on. put on him. Mm-hmm. And his eye cut out and Mortimer's eye shoved put in his him. eye socket yeah. so that he can fool the fingerprint and iris readers. And that's worked great up until now, when he got into a file room, retrieved the file that he needed, but left something yep. very important behind. His Not just his fingerprint. fingerprint <laughs> <laughs> with on. the rest of the finger still on it. <laughs> Yeah, his fingertip, or rather, well, you could call it his, but really it's not. Yeah. <laughs> he left someone else's fingertip in the file room. Yeah. All right, shall we get on with the episode, Howard? Yes, please. Bad news, Howard. Samael. Yeah. Okay, he went into the file room, yeah. he got that file Hooray! he wanted, but unfortunately, oh, no. he left one of his fingertips oh, in the file. Shit. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a mistake anyone could make, really, isn't it? Yeah, anyone who's recently had their fingertips replaced mm. with a dead man's fingertips, yeah. So now, of course, he needs to get it back somehow. Mm. 
Cut to interior office day. Samuel passes through, attempting to appear composed. What a lovely day I'm having. <laughs> with all, oh, look, with all look my all, fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at all my look at all my I mean don't look at all my fingers. <laughs> <Don't> but, <laughs> <laughs> Just assume that I do have them, and I'm very happy about my full complement of fingers. Yeah, I mean, that after I have. all, why would I be missing one? <laughs> why would that happen? That wouldn't happen, would it? Possible reasons. Not like I, you know, I'm not actually Mortimer Sykes, and I like kidnapped him on the train, cut his fingers off, and replaced my own fingers with them. And one of them just fell off, and so now I'm feeling really nervous. And I might notice that I'm missing the end of my finger, and also I left it in an incriminating place. And that's not going to happen, is it? And that's why I'm in such a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what he's doing. Yeah, definitely. The thing is, something like that, you leave a lot of it up to the actor, don't you? You say Samuel passes through attempting to appear composed. So it's really, it's up to the actor. What You're not and saying... that's what you, you know, do. Well, if it were me, yeah, I think I'd be... That, what I yeah. just did would be, would be my, my realisation of that direction that we just read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I think I'd be good at this part, and I think yeah. I'd fit into a like tr- a proper serious action movie really well. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I don't know why no one ever cast me as the le- as the male lead in an action movie. Why aren't I the next James Bond? <laughs> My name's Bond, James Bond. Why'd you like a fucking Martin? Why'd you like a fucking Martin? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm getting, I hope I'm getting James Bond. James yeah, Bond's yeah, a bartender, yeah, he's right? A bartender, he's a bartender. Yeah. Always banging on about why'd you like a fucking martini? Why'd you like it shaken? Or stirred, or both. Mm. Samuel passes through, attempting to appear composed. <laughs> he reaches the file room and uh-huh. sees the two men are in there filling another box with files. <laughs> yeah, no, they're in there, like looking at this. They've got something in their hands, and they're looking yeah. at it, talking about it. What is it? <laughs> Trying to remain as inconspicuous as possible, hmm. which I think means he's just put a sheet over his head. He's going to put this sheet over my head, then they'll never notice me. Yeah. Ghosts, ghosts are invisible, aren't they? Right. True. Yeah, fair, ghosts are invisible. I've never seen a ghost. Therefore, if you put a sheet over your head, you are invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to remain as inconspicuous as possible, he stares through the glass. <laughs> I feel like he's failing. Like hands on the glass, just looking through. Like a big, like, horrified look on his face. He's gonna stop. They're gonna t- they're gonna turn around and see him. Then he's gonna start doing one of those massive mime things, like you know, doing like <laughs> pointing his finger and kind of going like. <laughs> Can you look have for you, it? Have you have you, you seen <laughs> my? Fingertip yeah. lost it in there. Oh no, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, he remains as, trying to remain as inconspicuous as possible. He stares through the glass, scanning the room, wow, which I, I know from Doctor Who means looking at it on a TV. Yeah. <laughs> scanning the room for any signs of his fingertip. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant. And then he spots it. Oh, shit. oh wow, he actually sees it as well. This is so good. Caught in the top drawer oh, of Kitlek, of Kitlek. That's one of the, um, that's the finding cabinet he looked in, right? So basically, he shut the drawer on his finger. Sticking, why is just sticking out the drawer? Caught in the top drawer. He shut the drawer on his finger, and apparently he's got no, I mean, it makes sense he'd have no feeling, Feelings, because yeah. you can't just transplant someone else's fingertips onto your own. That makes no sense. Yeah. So he's really, <laughs> what, what, what he's got is a dead man's dead fingertip sewn onto his hands. And yeah, one of them caught in the drawer. He didn't feel anything, no feeling. Mm. And he just left it there. And he got all the way to the bathroom. Yeah. I assume Bridget saw this when she looked at him because <laughs> she did. That's, did why she she gave, his... that's why she gave him his foal back and went away. She was just like, fucking yeah. hell. 
It says she that she, um, she picks up the file, looks at it with suspicion, that, and hands it to him. Yeah. If he, assuming he's right-handed, he's going to take it with his right hand. She's going to notice. Um, well, yeah, I think for the purposes of the movie, she she doesn't. But realistically speaking, yeah, you probably would. Although I yeah. can perceive a time where, like, if if I've got a file and I like and I hold it and then I hold it out. Um, for somebody to your take. hands underneath the file. Yeah, yeah. Then I come and get it yeah. like that. Yeah, they're not going to see. Well, I'm, I'm in my my head canon is that she definitely did, and yeah. she knows, yeah. and she likes it. Mm. <laughs> it's like a weird kink of hers that she's always dreamed of, and now she's finally met her perfect man. You know what my what my perfect well, that is her right. You know what my perfect man <laughs> is right. It's just basically anyone who's had <laughs> a dead man's fingertips mm. sewn onto his own hands. And one of them's fallen off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now you've mentioned this. I think. I think during this must must be during the story several times. We've talked about um, yeah. how uh, if you get someone else's hand, it's always an evil hand, right? Yeah. So yeah. Of course. Do you think that 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 what he's going to be doing now? He's going to be looking through this glass, and then it's, <laughs> so actually not asking these guys, "Can you find my fingertip?" But he's trying to warn them that there's an evil fingertip <laughs> just about to kill them. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, look behind you, so. behind you. There's an evil fingertip, but they don't turn oh, around. Oh God, yes, yeah, that'd be so good. Because you're right, evil hand. I mean, you can see how that works. We've all watched the Adams family. We know how hands can be mobile, yeah, right? and how they can jump on you and strangle you and stuff. Yeah, but a fingertip, 100% can't. <laughs> like, there's no way it could possibly move, or uh, or hurt you. But this one can. <laughs> well, I don't know. Because the thing is, like, why can a hand walk around? I mean, it's dead. Oh, yeah, no, like, realistically, obviously it can't. But you can see how the mechanics work. You can see yeah, how they the, do it in a movie but, when yeah. it's just a guy with a green sleeve on. But with a, a fingertip, it's more difficult. It would have to bounce and jump down their throat yeah. and, like, get stuck there and asphyxiate them. That's the only way a fingertip's going to But can we you. assume that because it's evil, it's, it's somehow got the, all the power <laughs> behind it that, that, that my fingertip would have, like... Without a person behind it, but like, right, so I can poke thinking, someone in the eye really hard. Yeah, I see what you're thinking. You're thinking Ant-Man rules, right? <laughs> because the, uh, Ant-Man's power is that he goes really small, mm. but somehow keeps the strength of a full-sized man, yeah. right? So then your tiny person punches you and you're like, oh, mm. I've been punched by a full-sized man, but mm. I can't see him because he's tiny. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think. I don't know much about Ant-Man, but sure, I'm pretty I mean, sure that was... Yeah, and also yeah. he can control ants for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that this fingertip can control ants. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. can this fingertip control ants? Because then the ants could carry it over and yeah. help him murder someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ants would probably do most of the heavy lifting, do all the murder, in fact, because it's just a fingertip. <laughs> yeah, but it's doing the thinking. Yeah, it's a mastermind. It's an evil mastermind rather than than a, than a lackey. Well, it's pointing the way, isn't it? Mm. That's, the, that's the thing. It's the one it's thing pointing. you can. Do, yeah. Away. yeah, exactly. The it's directing thing. the ants. Mm. <laughs> Cut to interior file room flashback day. Samael quickly clicks that. Oh, hang on. Did he go in? Uh, flashback. I'm, I'm making it. Did... I'm oh, flat. Yes. Apparently, I'm making I, I said that, it extra right? clear for people. Wow. To I, I said the word flashback, and I didn't listen to myself. Yeah. At all, I was doing. I was doing what you claim you always do, where you, yeah. I was reading and I wasn't paying any attention to myself. All right, I'll try that again. Cut to interior file room flashback day. Ooh. Samuel quickly clicks the top drawer shut mm -hmm. and rolls out of the way. Oh yeah, he's doing yeah, his rolls. Yeah, he's rolling. Just as the guys come round, left behind is his purple index fingertip. Purple because mm. it's dead. Yeah. Why do we need a flashback there? I think I. I think I could work this out. 
I like you show me his lack of fingertip. Yeah. You show me his fingertip in the filing cabinet. Yeah. I'm not watching this movie going, but how how did this situation arise? How did one thing lead to the other? I can't deduce it. <laughs> Cut back to interior office day. The men are very close to Kitlek. Oh shit. And are sure to spot the fingertip any moment now. Right. I tell you what, it's really unlucky that it got stuck in the drawer rather than just falling in, because yeah. like to get stuck in is so unlikely. This is super unlucky. I would like to say that I don't think it's that. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why it's so likely that they will spot this fingertip, given that they completely failed to notice an entire person. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, they didn't spot the fingertip when it was in there attached to a man five minutes ago. Yeah. Mm. So why would they see it now? And it was looking in this drawer then as well. Yeah. It was in exactly the same place with a whole man stuck to it. <laughs> Just a man rolling around, lying under a table, staring (laughs) at them in a very small circular room. Making loads of noise. Opening 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 filing cabinets. That's such a noisy thing to do. (laughs) So, yeah, they're sure to spot the fingertip any moment now. Mm. What to do? Mm. Samael paces, looks, thinks. Mm. (laughs) Mouth, pump. (laughs) Mouth, pump. (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah, right? yeah. I, know mouth, mouth. I was like, I was sure about mouth, but I wasn't sure about pump. Yeah, then I'm like, is that what it is? Pump, I think, pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a notes on love callback, right? Yeah. That's what uh, Will does to Annalisa after she almost fucking kills herself just before she starts flirting with him after being <laughs> sick. Yeah, one of the most dis- disturbing meat cutes that anyone's ever written. <laughs> oh, suicide. Blah, blah, blah. Carrot sex. <laughs> um, maybe not these three elements together. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not those. She really, really pursues it as well. She's not learned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Followed by sexual harassment. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot that exciting element. <laughs> right. Samuel Paces looks, thinks. He picks up a bin and almost swings it at the file room door. Decided, but he didn't do. He decided, but he didn't do. He decided, immediately regretted before he even did it. He's doing it in the wrong order. Stops as he sees the wall-mounted biometric door lock to the file room. He puts the bin down. He places his left hand, as best he can, on the print reader and his left eye on the iris reader. Immediately an alarm sounds. <gasps> he quickly moves away. Announcement. Would all employees please leave the building immediately? Fuck. Wow. Well, I mean, I tell you what, though. I tell you what. I tell you what. Yeah. Is, um, and, like, just to compare this to another Howard Long script mm. and, and say this one is better. No kids needed to explode for this to happen. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No kids need to explode for this, like, uh, and yeah. a fire alarm go to go off to um to, <laughs> to evacuate this building. And I like that fact, mm. but at the same time, that is a weird reaction. Like, there's an intruder in the building, so everyone has to leave. That seems like helping the intruder <laughs> to get out. <laughs> right. Surely it should be the opposite. It should lock down the building while they can find. Yeah. It. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you could do that, obviously, or you could like open all the doors and say run, yeah. and let everyone out. I don't know. Maybe the idea is that. Oh no! Hang on. There's there's more. No, there is more. There is some logic to this. Oh. I just didn't read the whole thing. Oh, it yeah. says, "Would all employees please leave the building immediately via the front entrance? All other exits are blocked." Uh, I guess they're going to check their IDs on the way out. On the way out. 
The two men seem to hesitate before leaving their box where it is and exiting the file room. Mm -hmm. As they go from some distance, Samael throws the bin, which expertly lands in the doorway, preventing the door from closing. I mean, a really loud and uh, like conspicuous way <laughs> to stop a door from closing. Couldn't he just have stood next to it behind them? Yeah, just go in. Or, yeah, like, just go in. Throwing a bit. I mean, also, this is a mass. This is a callback to the mystery of the golden bus, isn't it? <laughs> like, using bins, using bins yeah. to keep doors open. That is something you have done throughout your life. You're like, how do I keep a door open? Bin. All right. <laughs> a very different reason. For wanting a door to be open, this is you know, this is intrepid, mm. um, you know, problem solving, and that was pranking a lift <laughs> in the golden bus, of course, hilariously pranking a lift. Uh, so he throws the bin, which expertly lands in the doorway, preventing the door from closing. He quickly ducks inside. Hmm. There's more just drawing attention to himself, doing that duck impression while he goes in. <laughs> yeah, flapping his wings. <laughs> <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. Yeah. Where's my... Where's Batman? <laughs> where's Batman gone? Quack, 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 quack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the famous Batman villain, the duck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he quickly ducks inside. Quack. <laughs> Interior file room day. Mm. Samuel quickly retrieves his fingertip. Yeah. Exits, kicking the bin out of the way and allowing the door to close behind. Announcement. Oh, it's the same. Would all employees please leave the building immediately via the front entrance? All other exits are blocked. Most people have left. Samael returns to his desk. He picks up his stapler and staples his fingertip back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to notice that. Hello, it's me, Mortimer Sykes. You probably know me as the staple fetishist in the office. What I like to do sometimes, I like to just like cut one of my fingers off and staple it on. <laughs> uh, and I was just doing that when the alarm went off. So I hope you're not. Don't, don't think it's weird that I've got one of my fingers really obviously stapled on. Uh, I mean, what? See, might not have any feeling in Mortimer Sykes's fingertip. Presumably, he's got feeling <laughs> in his own rest of his finger. You're right. It does hurt him. Oh, right. Because his line, his line after he staples his fingertip back on is, ow, ow. That's what it says, ow, ow. Yeah. Bridget appears behind him. Wow. Ping. <laughs> and she says, what are you doing? Paperwork. Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if you've, I don't know how many times you've worked in an office before, uh, Mortimer Sykes, but paperwork does not involve putting staples in your own hand. Uh -uh. <laughs> okay, like that's not necessary. If someone told you it was, they're probably pranking you because you're the new boy. You know, the new boy, yeah. don't do that. Why is your, uh, why are your fingertips dead? <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah, filing cabinets and filing cabinets and staplers. The future. <laughs> You, this, what is it? It's um, conflict, isn't it? Where we mock you for <laughs> Dalek, filing, Dalek filing cabinets. Yeah. At least people in the future still have hands. <laughs> and can yeah. feasibly, feasibly be expected to file things. Mm. Uh, Bridget says, what are you doing? Paperwork. He turns, concealing his right hand and grabbing her right hand with his left. Right. Samael says, come on. He's already stapled a file to his hand. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of his desk to his hand, <laughs> yeah, dragging it along. Why are you bringing your desk? I just really like my desk, okay? I just don't want it to burn. 
Cut to interior office reception day. People leave the building in their droves. Mm. Armed guards are standing ready to locate and gun down any intruder. Bridget and Samael reach the biometric security. Bridget passes with no trouble. The print reader takes a little longer for Samael because it's a movie print reader and that's how they work. And an armed guard eyes his hand and purple finger suspiciously. Samael says... Accident with a staple gun. <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> cut my own all my fingers off, right? And uh, like with a staple gun, and then accidentally stapled them back on. Mm. And that's why my hand looks like it's got four dead man's fingertips <laughs> on it. It's like it hasn't, and probably a thumb as well, you know. But it was just an accident with a staple gun. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Should, he should have said accident with a with a with a with a, with the work guillotine, <laughs> and then uh, and then I tried to fix it with a staple mm. gun. No, he says accident with a staple gun, and then he is greenlit and hurries through to meet Bridget. So a guard just looked at his purple stapled-on finger, <laughs> presumably with a staple sticking out of it, and just went, yeah, that seems believable. <laughs> That's a good excuse. No, no more questions. Carry on, sir. I mean, this guard probably doesn't know what's going on. Clearly, with anything ever. <laughs> He's got no, no no sense of how fingers work, how staples work, of how print readers work. But he's just this there. guy do, hasn't done his research. He's just there to <laughs> shoot people that set off a red light. And been... <laughs> okay. Cut to exterior office day. Clear blue skies. Strong sun reflecting off the mirrored buildings. Samael says, "What was that all about?" I wonder. I wonder what was going on in there. What a strange situation. I hope someone didn't break into the file room (laughs) to get a file that they wanted, but then accidentally leave one of their fingers in there because they had their fingers replaced with a dead man. And, you know, they're all like horrible dead fingers that just come off really easily. And then they went to the toilet and then they went, oh, no, I've left my finger behind. And so they they had to get back in, but they couldn't because they... (laughs) <laughs> you know, so what they did was they set off the alarm <laughs> and threw a bin. <laughs> threw a bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably as the men came out, they probably threw a bin at the door <laughs> and then they went in and got their finger, <laughs> stapled it back on, right? <laughs> Yeah. Came out, but yeah, you know, and there's probably a bit, bit of a bit of a like, bit of a tense, bit of a tense moment, <laughs> bit of a fraught moment when they were like used the fingerprint reader, and the guard looked at their stapled on fingertip. <laughs> probably had to think very quickly then, and probably had to say, "Don't worry, just had an accident." <laughs> <laughs> with a fucking stapler uh, <laughs> that yeah. caused my hand to be this fucking mess that it is now. Uh, 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 anyway, what, what do you think? What do you think, Bridget? <laughs> the sort of thing that might be going on. No, it seems a bit far-fetched. It seems a bit fucking ridiculous, actually. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, see, he says, what was that all about? And Bridget speaks with loaded meaning. All right, here I go. I've got to, I'm mm. going to act this one. Brilliant. Intruder alarm. It doesn't say what it's loaded with, what meaning it's loaded with. I'm going for sexiness. Yeah. Intruder alarm. Apparently, there's someone in the building who doesn't belong there. Mm. She is looking behind and above Samuel's head. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure what the loaded meaning was there. There's a bee. 
Oh, wow. No. Okay. All right. No. Okay. Now I understand what the loaded meaning is. I'm going to do it again. All right. Here we go. Okay. Uh, what was that all about? Mm. I wonder. <laughs> Bridget speaks with loaded meaning. Intruder alarm. Apparently, there's somebody in the building who doesn't belong there. She is looking behind and above Samael's head. Samael turns to find a huge digital billboard with a wanted sign on it. Oh. It has his name, Samael Fell, and a huge image of him. <laughs> he turns back to Bridget. She inspects him. She reaches forward and slowly caresses his face. Ooh. It's you, isn't it? Mm. I am I am blind, so I had to touch your face first. <laughs> It's you, isn't it? Please, I'm trying to help. You won't. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> you don't need to. We can all see. <laughs> Will you also get a really big sheet and cover up that billboard? <laughs> because everyone else, everyone who works here is out here yeah. looking up at that billboard right now and looking at me. Yeah, Could right. you get a massive tarpaulin? Isn't, isn't that a photograph of the new guy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're it's, yeah, it's not a secret. It's like she's looked at a billboard and his face and everyone else has looked at his face as well and can see the billboard. It's not like she discovered it and he's like she found his real ID and it mm. said Samael Fell, terrorist on it, <laughs> you know. And then, then that would make sense. But this is, of course I'll tell someone. Otherwise they might get suspicious that I'm working with you when they <laughs> catch me in about five minutes. I mean, I suppose we don't know to what extent He's changed since he's uh, he's become all champagne. I suppose when he was this is a photograph. No, you of think him he's when in he was, a better disguise? Yeah, maybe he's got a wig on. Got a beard, beard. Yeah, got a wig on and a beard. Yeah, maybe. Uh, she, but she says, "I won't tell anyone." Mm. And then the stage direction says, mirroring their previous conversation, which um, I don't remember, but just uh, hopefully when you listen, it's more recent rather than like six weeks ago for me. Sam, mirroring their previous conversation, Samuel says. I believe you. He kisses her cheek, then mm. hurries off. She watches after. I feel like, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I am meant to believe, as mm. as with many fucking movies, to be fair to you, that these two people have some kind of sexual chemistry. Yeah. Like, that they're, you know, even though they've only said about eight lines to each other so far and <laughs> don't have anything in common and neither of them are particularly likeable. I think I'm supposed to believe that they're going to fall in love. And I feel equally as convinced as I did in Notes on Love <laughs> with yeah, these yeah, same two characters. It's because you can't <laughs> see them. They're really hot. Oh. <laughs> That's how movies work. It doesn't matter that there's uh, that they've never spoken to each other before and they've got no reason. It's because they're both hot. And then the hot people look at each yeah, other and they're like, you're hot, I'm hot, let's be hot together. It's because it's a movie, isn't it? So it's like you get to the end of the movie and it's like, all right, time for the male and female lead to snog mm. because it's the end of a movie. Couldn't just skip that. <laughs> Cut to interior Mortimer's apartment late afternoon. Samael sits reading the file. Fuck. He flicks through the file. Fuck. He gets up agitated. Pulls Kofensi's number from his person. Kofensi's number, I'll keep it up my nose. Mm. Keep it up my nose. Did put it on a piece of paper, didn't he? So no one's come to arrest him then? No, no, because only Bridget looked at that billboard. Everyone else is ignoring it. Mm. Although it was an electronic billboard, right? 
and they show adverts for or for a certain amount of time and then maybe the thing is the government couldn't afford to to rent this electronic billboard very long so actually they only rented it for one session of five seconds yeah and so it was only there five seconds everyone else was busy talking about what was going on in the building bridget just was the only person looking at it and then they never showed it again on any other billboard yes advertising cars now yeah so he pulls Kofensi's number from his person picks up the phone slams it down again leaves the flat Cut to exterior Canary Wharf evening. Light rain drifts on the breeze. Not sure if it's going down or up. Poetry, <laughs> poetry. Well, it might it might not be sure, but I am. It's going down. It's definitely going down. It's what rain does. Samuel heads to a phone box. Still phone boxes in the future. <laughs> yeah. He opens the phone box door, but is immediately put off by the print reader. He heads instead into a nearby restaurant. Interior restaurant evening, a posh Chinese restaurant with no Chinese people. <laughs> right, because this society is racist, right? I mean, that's the because the, they're in Silvertown and there's not. Yeah. They've kind of pushed the immigrants into South London. Seems so, I don't know. Foolish though. Yeah, to have a Chinese restaurant with no Chinese people. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be rubbish. It's like some English person comes around and says, "Right, what do you want? Do you from? Do you want Chinese egg and chips, or yeah. chi- <laughs> or do you want Chinese like boiled potatoes yeah. with no seasoning? Yeah. Oh, we got Chinese casserole. This is just some meat that's been boiling for a week. Yeah, which one of those you want? Is it, have you got any? Any like, actual Chinese food rather than shit English food with the word Chinese in front of it? Right, you, you, you get out. Get out of my fucking cafe. Yes. Samael approaches the tiller. <laughs> tiller. In the future, that's what they're called. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Yeah, no, you're right. This is the future. I don't know what they call till people in the future. I don't know what they call them now either. Cashiers, right? Cashiers, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't know that they were called right. cash. I was like, what's that word? What's that word? I'll just call him a tiller. They were going to till. Till, till banker. Till banker. Till banker. Exactly. Is yeah. it till banker? Yeah, okay, till yeah. banker. Yeah, you do have you do have a history of not checking what jobs are <laughs> called, you know, like yeah. just guessing. You know, till person, tiller. Tiller probably. Tiller, Sounds yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, wait, someone who waits is a waiter. Someone who cooks is a cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so at this point, what's happening? Samael is trying to call Kofensi from an untraceable phone to tell Kofensi that it's basically all gone wrong. Oh. Samael makes his way to the back and by the coat stand and toilets, there is a dial phone with no print reader. He Ooh. picks it up and dials Kofensi's number. Mm. A voice off screen says, Yes? I need to speak to Kofensi. Pause. Longer pause. Oh, wow. So there's a pause followed by a longer pause. That's what, what, what happens What punctuates next. those pauses, though? A full stop in the script. I don't know how you're going <laughs> to bring that across on screen. <laughs> uh, then, back of the grapes, narrow street, half an hour. Mm. Dead tone, Samael hangs up. Cut to exterior, narrow street, night. It is raining heavier now. Mm. Samael hurries along. He reaches the front of The Grapes Public House, a narrow, lopsided, wooden jumble of corpulent windows heaped one upon another. Yeah, words. <laughs> <laughs> 
a yeah. jumble of corpulent words heaped on one upon another. <laughs> Excellent. I like that. Yeah. I mean, what's the chances? What's the chances I looked up um, pubs and found a description of this pub and just like copied and pasted it? I mean, corpulent windows is a wonderful uh, combination of words. I don't know. I, I don't know what it could possibly mean. Like fat, fat windows. <laughs> but I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. A narrow, lopsided wooden jumble of corpulent windows heaped one upon another. Beautiful. He heads inside. And he legs outside. <laughs> uh, sir, would you like to come all the way in? No, I'm just <laughs> no, head... No, no. I've decided to head inside and leg outside. <laughs> Could you pass me a pint of beer, please? Interior, the grapes, night. The front bar has dark-stained timber-clad walls, an assortment of odd wooden chairs and tables and bare floorboards. Mm, that's a bit of an odd chair. Suited workers enjoy ale and quiet chat. Samael orders a whiskey, which he takes and carries through to the back bar. Mm. The back bar has an open fire and steps leading out to a deck over the Thames. Samael downs the whiskey, then goes out onto the deck. People by the fire look oddly at a man who chooses to stand out in the rain. Exterior, grapes, deck, night. The rain falls. The Thames laps against the bank. Samael stands by the balcony. There is no one else around. Samael says, Kefensi? I'm here, Sammy. Samael can just about see Kefensi's eyes below in the darkness in a tiny rowing boat with Mm. another fellow. Megacles, Megacles. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Megacles is the boat, isn't he? <laughs> Samael says, We're fucked. Samael speaks hushed, but urgently and quite manically. I got nothing. The file I risked my life for says nothing. Kavansi says, What? If there was ever any proof, it's gone now. Rex has had everything removed, all of it, destroyed. Any hint of truth, and that's that's it. Over. Fucked. We got nothing. And Basilius, he says there'll be a war. Fuck, so everything we've just been through was for nothing. (laughs) The Europeans will come to free us, but it'll be the bronze sent to fight them. Mm. Right, the poor people sent to fight them. Yeah, that's that's pretty normal for wars. Uh, Fight, die, and there'll be no one left to free. So... Everything's a bit of a bummer. Mm. Their mission has failed because it turns out Basilius Rex didn't just put a file which completely incriminated <laughs> him in the middle of his filing uh, room in his, in his like fairly yeah it's, it's quite well populated office. Uh, he didn't do that, and all this has been for nothing. Would have been a bit too easy, wouldn't it? If all you had to do was like get a file and save the world. Yeah. This is the low point, isn't it? When you, mm. you think you're getting to the success, but then everything falls apart and then you've got to do it again for the real climax. Yeah. Break into another filing cabinet, yeah. But a bigger <laughs> a bigger one. He's going to lose all his fingers. And it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, going to, keep, going to keep going in and getting them back one at a time, mm. setting off fire alarms. <laughs> Stapling them. <laughs> He's going to accidentally lose, leave one of his legs at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it, go and get it, staple it back on. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone that you just stapled your leg back on. 
but but there is a big billboard over there that's got a picture of your leg yeah, yeah. and it says wanted this leg. Yeah. Kavensi says, "Hey, hey, calm down. Stop. Breathe. Mm. Let's go now. Take me with you and we'll go away somewhere. I can't stay here. My photo, Samuel's photo is everywhere. Wanted. I need you to stay." I can't do anything. <laughs> Prove that's true. <laughs> you have become close to Basilius. Yes, but you what? No. I want you to change again. No, no way. Strong, unflinching. Decide, do. Yes, yes, kill him, be him. Oh my god. <laughs> Strong, unflinching. Decide, do. Yes, yes. Kill him. <laughs> be him. That's what the line is. Yeah, it's a good line. Now, Basilius Rex is a famous man, right? Yeah. Like if you know, if I go and if I go and murder Rishi Sunak <laughs> and put his fingers on, <laughs> right, and go, hello everybody, it's me, Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister. Yeah. Uh, I've got some new ideas. <laughs> I, I, so firstly, obviously. I was only joking about the maths thing, obviously. <laughs> that was just me messing around, <laughs> just messing around. Yeah, yeah. But I was also joking about Brexit. Mm. Um, I was joking about tax breaks for the rich. That was just a joke, right? We're going to tax the rich massively. Um, yeah, NHS getting properly funded. That's just been a bit of a, a very long 10-year prank, you know, make mm-hmm. everyone think we're destroying the NHS. Actually not doing. Uh, <laughs> I think someone I think someone had spotted <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah, I think so. Even even if I cut his fingers off and staple them to myself, <laughs> I don't think that'd be enough. I think people would be like, you know, the prime minister looks very, very, very different <laughs> today. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, it's really noticeable. No. Listen, I'm not disagreeing on that front. If you decided to <laughs> kill Rishi Sunak and pretend to be him, I think people probably would notice. But there's there's one thing you've forgotten about Basilius Rex. Uh, oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, he's got a mask. <laughs> oh fuck. He's got a mask. He's got a mask and a beard. Oh my god, he's got a mask. That's why he's got a fucking That's mask. That's why on. he's got a mask on. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I did forget that. He's wearing a mask and he's got a beard. Because <laughs> uh, Bridget thought he was a gorilla under that. <laughs> she, she was really, she was really disappointed when it turned out he was just a man with a beard yeah, and a mask right, on. Yeah. Okay, so Kofinci just told Samael to kill Basilius Rex and take his place. Wow. Yes. No, nobody else. I won't kill again. He is a monster. He deserves to die. Nobody deserves to die. Wow, very strong strong opinion from Samael there. Mm. Do it. It is our last chance. You can do this. One last thing. Mm. Take his place. Address the symposium. Say yes to equality. You will free us. Prevent war. Save lives. Yeah. It definitely is going to be just like you dressing up as Rishi Sunak, to be honest, isn't it? It really is, yeah. I'd like to say yes to equality. Does he normally sound like that? Does he normally sound like that? Does he normally say yes to equality? Yeah, well, I do, yeah, yeah. Love, I love <laughs> equality, know, I love famously. Yeah. You know, me, Bithilius <laughs> Rex. So, yeah, he says, um, say yes to equality. You will free us, prevent war, save lives. But what about me? My life? You have no choice. Mm. I mean, and Samuel points out that 
No, this time I do. Mm. What? What choice? I'll remain as Sykes. If the symposium fails, I'll work with the Europeans on a peaceful plan. And Kofensi says, Yaro pussies. <laughs> I thought he was going to say dick fuck. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, but he does like a bit of creative swearing. Yaro pussies. No, kill him. Be him. No, you can't touch me now, Keffy. I'm silver. You made me silver. I make the decisions, remember? And I've decided. And now I'm going to do and I'm going to don't regret. As you said, all right? I feel like yeah. that really needed a callback to the decide, do, don't regret, die line. I mean, where, like, that feels like mm. that's what Samuel line is, is I've decided mm-hmm. and now I'm going to do. <laughs> and I will don't regret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. no, I'm dead. He goes. Kavansi says, Sammy, come back. You have to change. Sammy. Interior, the grapes, night. The punters look at this wet, shouting weirdo, but say nothing. Still, Samael growls at them as he passes. Cut to exterior, grapes, Thames, night. Down below, in the rowboat, Megacles and Kofensi row away. Megacles says, you were a fool to use him, Kofensi. And Kofensi says, no. He thinks he has a choice. He does not. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer. And so he sat in front of every nighter. But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah. Woman of a no, woman of a no. Worst writer in the world. Worst writer in the world. Worst writer in the world. Worst writer in Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you feel unsatisfied and want more wonderful stuff by us, then go to patreon.com slash manbycow and get it for as little mm. as $2. Just $2 and get a load of stuff and then you can you can just leave if you want to. Nice. Go on, go and have a look. Bye-bye, Mill. He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer. Yeah.